Sahib. Take a deep breath. Exhale. Keep breathing as we continue our journey to Kabir Sahib's stories and poetry. Why we talk about Kabir Sahib? The reason being, these stories or folklores are passed down generation to generation, more or less to remind us that we are here for a spiritual journey. And also, kind of like these kind of stories, encourage whenever life becomes difficult. We did not get this life to enjoy things. And these are just the reminders that no matter who you are, where you are, what time period, what era you're living in, there will be challenges. And the way to find the kind of like your way out of these challenges is not in the world. The answer is not out there. The answer is in us. So going back to Kabir Sahib's birth story, we'll cover his birth story, his birth as a human and his birth as a kind of like a revolutionary uh, in this whole spiritual world. So his birth story is, again, too many uh, controversies out there, but the most popular one is that he was born to a Hindu mom or mother a Brahmin lady, and she was unmarried, and we're talking about 13th century, 1300, 1400s, early 1400, and it's definitely a very bad idea to have a baby when somebody is unmarried. So she left the baby, uh, some say on a lotus, or some say she kind of like nicely wrapped the baby and put it in uh, something and, you know, let uh, the baby float in the river, Somebody can find him or he can die either way, kind of like departing herself from the baby. And some stories believe that it was a divine light uh, appears from the sky and then very bright light. And after it was gone, uh, there was a baby on this lotus flower. So those are all the kind of like, you know, the controversial stories about the birth, but what every single story confirms is that this baby was found by a Muslim couple named Niru and Nima, and they raised the baby as their own and named him Kabir. So right from the birth, there were Hindu and the Muslim part in Kabir's life, but he did not follow or practiced either religion. And some people say, okay, the reason for him not following any religion was because Nero and Nima knew that it was not their baby or, you know, it was not born to them. So they never pressurized him. And other stories goes that he was such a divine and, you know, he was the divine himself or the supreme himself. So he just dismissed the ideas of religion right from very beginning or early years of his life. So either way, did not follow any practices. And then later in the life, he was challenging 
Quran, Muslim scripture, and Vedas, Hindu scripture, in open. And that's what made most of the practice, the religious practitioners, really, really mad. So that's his birth story. And now the first kind of like challenge where he made everybody mad was his poetry where he is saying Guru Gobindo Kare Kake Lagu Pai Balehari Guru Apne Gobindio Batai. That means if God and my Guru is standing in front of me, I would be bowing or kind of like touching the feet or asking for the blessings from my Guru instead of God because it's my Guru who made the God appear in front of me. Wow. So just imagine, we're living back in 1400 centuries where these, uh, you know, the priests and temples, Hindu temples or the Muslim temples, and they're telling everybody, we are gods and we are the messengers of the gods and you come and ask us or bring the presents and, you know, this uh, uh, sacrifice, do the sacrifices as, as we tell you and bring all the offerings to us and we'll be kind of like taking your message to God. And then Kabir standing here saying, okay, I dismiss the idea of anybody taking to God, uh, me to God. Instead, anybody who can actually take me to God is my guru. And then he he further says, So even if somebody to think, okay, you know, when he's saying the guru, so he's meaning these, uh, you know, the priest at temples or uh, the masjid, and that's not true because he's saying that that means don't ask for the religion or caste of sadhu or uh, your guru, kind of like, you know, just ask or inquire about their knowledge, how much in, or if they're enlightened or not. Don't worry about what caste they belong to. Just worry and inquire about the knowledge they have and the enlightenment they have. So he dismissed the idea of just Brahmins or these higher caste people to be the priests. He can. He said, he basically saying anybody can be guru as long they are enlightened and find the human guru. Even if the God appears in front of you, it's the God, your guru is the one who you should be bowing to or who you should be kind of like, you know, uh, listening to kind of stuff. That's very kind of like open fight challenge he gave to all the priests, not just the Hindu priests, but also the Muslim priests. And they were not ready or liked that challenge at all. And that's how... His, you know, the stories of 52 time deaths and tense begin. Because these priests, these high class priests were uh, kind of like uh, in, in the inner circle of the kings or the rulers of that time. And they took their complaints to these rulers and kings. And that's how everything kind of like, you know, started from there. So Kabir was challenging 
not just the Quran or the Vedas, not just the scriptures. He was challenging the authorities who were actually ruling or the high-class people, high-caste people who were ruling or almost kind of like the gatekeepers of these temples and masjids. He was challenging everyone. And that's what makes it even more beautiful, this, this boy who was out there and telling everybody the God is not in temples, the God is not in masjid, the God is not in the churches. He is right with you now. And you can have that connection. And if you're still looking for someone, if you're still looking for someone to help you make that connection, it is not the priest, it is the guru, it is the enlightened being. And I think that's the message he continued to give for the rest of his life. His teachings or his ideas came across very strong. And that is exactly what he was doing. He was literally shaking up the rules, the regulations, and he was awaking the society. And he did a great job at that. No wonder why he was respected or still respected 500 years after when he lived. Bring, I'll bring more tomorrow on his teaching and him becoming a disciple. Till then, have a very wonderful day and night. Thank you.